Hello everyone. I want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at Money Sign Golden Boot or through PayPal at paypal.me slash golden boot. We look forward to bringing you more laughs, knowledge, and entertainment. And again, thank you for your endless support. Sincerely and respectfully, the Golden Boot team. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Boot. It's your boy Pooh Bear. Got my man Ant Petty Murphy in the building. Uh, first off, want to say thank you everybody for being here with us. Thank you for joining us. But uh, could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Appreciate y'all. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. But first, how you doing this evening, my boy? I am here. I'm good, brother. Uh. One day closer to the weekend, man. One yeah. day closer to the weekend. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be alive. Happy to be breathing. Uh, I'm tired. I am sleepy. Uh, I took a tired of being sick and tired. I hurried up and drove to work this morning just so I could take a nap before I went in to work this morning. That's how tired I am. Hey, that's on, that's on the same level as me the other day whenever... I took a day off of work just so I could sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh best believe I'm gonna be getting a lot of sleep when I get to the house, man. It's it's a wrap. I'm I'm taking a day or two. They gonna have to they gonna have to catch me. They so so what's the average amount of hours of sleep you get a night? Just while we talk uh, about normally, uh when I'm at home, normally I probably get like seven, eight, something like this. I, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Say, bro, I, well, I get five, six. That's what I was about to say. I get if I get six if I'm lucky. But I was about to say I would harm someone to get eight hours of sleep in the night. Like, I, I would get, literally do do somebody down bad to get eight hours of sleep. Yeah, and, and, and Zay gonna understand was first off what's good. Everybody in the chat, Zay, Josh, uh, cousin Nick in here, our man Julian. Uh, we finna get to that too, Julie. I'm gonna bring that back up. But uh, Zay said four and a half is a great night for me. Zay, you gonna understand this? I never That's had sleeping problems. Problem. I never had sleeping problems. That I deployed 
even that, even through basic getting up ever since I came back, I have not been able to just sleep peacefully on the weekends. I, I if I don't stay up past like one or two o'clock, I'm up at seven o'clock. Oh, I'm up at I can't sleep past eight, no matter what I, day I it is. I can't, and I literally normally, have normally, yeah, me, normally I can't sleep past like seven unless I had some liquid courage the night before. Yeah, you know what I mean, but. I, part of the reason I can't sleep that long is because uh uh young uh yeah, who you want to be young Ichiro <laughs> slash they uh 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 Griffey King Griffey oh, man he <laughs> for he be coming in there you know what I'm saying first thing he come in there he coming in them draws you know what I'm saying stretching like he you know what I'm saying and he daddy daddy you you sleep. I know you ain't sleep. <laughs> I'm hungry. I want some cereal. And he, his boys be like that. I want some cereal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's how you do I don't it. know how we get. I, I got on this topic at work. I pulled my whole office to see how much hours, how much sleep people get at night. And I realized that. I just don't get sleep compared to most people because everybody was like seven. And I was like, nah, I would hurt, I would hurt somebody to get seven. Yeah, yeah. I I pay some good money to get seven hours of sleep. I get, you know, when I do get like seven, eight hours of sleep, my first night when I go, like when I go out of time for work, that first night, yeah, I get that much. After that. Even I can't get that much sleep on vacation because, like, it was... yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, it, it's just how it is. It, it's just because, <laughs> Daddy, I want some cereal. That's, <laughs> that's what I get, man. <laughs> it's good with him, man. He coming, Daddy. Can we go outside breath. and catch breath, breath all warm? Hey, <laughs> hey, it's, it's six forty-five in the morning. He, like, Daddy, can we go outside and play catch? No, boy, I go to sleep. Leave me alone. But uh, speaking of catch, speaking of catch, uh, these uh Bayou Bengals on the on the diamond. Yeah, the boys yep. playing some defense. We talked about them uh, previously, how, how much improved the defense has been in uh, pitching as well. Um, they are ranked number one nationally in, in, on defense. Um, right now, I take, thought our shortstop, I thought LSU's shortstop was an error who shouldn't be playing shortstop. Man, listen, not just that. Uh, we, <laughs> we ain't going to have a, a good team. We don't even know who's going to be at second base. <laughs> you don't know who's gonna be at second base. You don't have a second I forgot base about that part. Yeah, I forgot about that part. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I, I just oh boy. But you know, some people just know baseball, man. They know baseball right, more than right, right, uh, right, right. But uh, they're taking on Lamar right now. Uh, Lamar is in located in uh, Beaumont, Texas. Uh, I found that out tonight. I didn't know what Lamar was. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I just knew Lamar was a. Uh, the red birds Southland conference yeah i know there was a red bird it was a thunderbird or something like that uh but they are lsu is up six one uh in the top of the six um yeah man yeah a lot of youth getting that exercise out again tonight um but uh 
Julian put up and he said Tommy White heating up just in time for SEC play. He he put a, he put one over the wall today that made I think number three for him for the season. So yeah, he getting hot at the right time. Uh, you love to see it. Yeah, you love to see it. It's just about everybody getting hot. Beloso then came back, started playing like mm-hmm. the Beloso we thought we had two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love it. Move trade up to to left field. I was against. So, so him and him and Veloso basically switch spots. Pretty much. Pretty much. So <clears throat> but yeah, man, it's good to see, man. But um we gotta see who they play this weekend. I don't does does it start this? I don't think I think this is this the last weekend before SEC play or I thought they had one more week. I could I think I got one more time. So look it up real quick. Should have been prepared, but I wouldn't expect to talk about that right now. No one expecting to talk about that, but let's see who we got. Stanford, no, the Samford. They got Samford this weekend, and then Samford Bulldogs. Samford Bulldogs out of out of the Birmingham area. Uh, Then they got uh, uh, UNO in midweek, and then Texas A and M next weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's going to be litty. But let's move on. Let's talk a little. Let's talk a little football, man. But it's the off season. Ain't no off season. Ain't no off season. Listen, it feel like we was just talking about um, how TCU screwed up, how Ohio State should have won, how Georgia get you know what I'm saying has is now a dynasty and uh, has an easy path to you know saying number three next year, and next year is here. Uh, spring practice starts tomorrow. Spring practice, I repeat, starts tomorrow. Um, Let's go. It's funny because last year this time we were talking about um, congratulations on LSU signing uh, Jaden Daniels. Jaden mm-hmm. Daniels has come to LSU. Uh, hey, Jaden, you know what I'm saying? Come in, compete, do your thing. And um, The question was, could he beat out Miles Brennan? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, will he beat out Miles Brennan? Um, they didn't bring Miles back to sit on the bench. They didn't bring in another quarterback to sit on the bench. Um, Garrett Nussmeyer will be gone by the end of spring. Um, Walker Howard is just staying. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying, uh, they just waiting out their time. Walker Howard taking over next year. It don't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next year is here. <laughs> Walker Howard no gone. Miles Brennan retired. Never took a snap. Jane Daniels won the West. Um, Garrett it, it, Garrett is much improved, still on his roster, and, and, gaining and, respect and, daily. Yep, by both by both fans and his teammates. You yes. know what I mean. So, and and despite what everybody says, Jaden and us get along well. So very well. I mean, basically, it was a lot of uh, there's a lot of people saying stuff that they had no idea what they were talking about. And a lot of stuff. Um, we did a we did we talked about this a while ago about uh some of the um bad takes that we heard. Um yeah. Three and nine. Three and nine. Um uh what five and seven, four and eight. Um oh after that after that Florida State loss, it was we were going three and nine. We might not be southern. Hey, by the way, Southern won the West too. And uh, the swag. I just want to throw that out, though. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, man. Um, I think we should temper expectations. Um, I also think that it's fine to admit when you're wrong. A lot of fans, I think a lot of fans still hold grudges. A lot of people don't won't support Jaden or won't support Nuss because they don't want to admit that they that they're wrong. Um, at some point, man, suck it up. It is it, what it is. It, you know, say <laughs> a, a wise person once told me, when you do sports podcasting or sports news or whatever, and you talk about it two or three times a week or however much, you're going to be wrong on some stuff, and it's fine to admit that. Yep. So, have to admit that. Uh, but I did bring up all that, talked about JD5 um, when he signed. LSU just signed another big-time player. Um, and I say big-time because of what it could represent or what it could mean. Um, Position of need? Question. I, I'm gonna say position of need, not necessarily in need of for someone to quote unquote start, but it's a depth. position of need for depth, quality depth. Um yeah. LSU signs Mason Lunsford, transfer offensive guard from Maryland. Um, and I know some things people gonna hear Maryland and be like, Maryland, but he played in the Big Ten. Maryland had a high powered offense. Well, mm-hmm. When people say high, when I say high power, I'm not talking 2019 LSU, but you know they put up points and they was a a passing type offense with two of little brother. Two two little Leah. Yeah, I I wasn't gonna try. He two a little brother to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he uh he started at guard, left guard if I'm not mistaken, all 13 games. So yeah. like you say, he might not start for LSU, but it's at least quality depth. If I'm not mistaken, he has 28 games experience in the in the Big Ten, so that's yeah. that's great, you know. what I'm saying to have uh, when you have experience like that, um, I also also I often think about Deculus. Deculus was kind of um, mm-hmm. looked at, you know, what I'm saying frowned upon, um, but Deculus stayed. Of course, he hung around, and it basically was the the um, had the most starts in LSU uh, uh, history. Yeah. And not just that, um, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't give up a, a sack his senior season or his f- fifth-year season or whatever, something like that. Um, I know he didn't versus Alabama, but I don't know yeah. if it was the whole season or not. But I, I say this, and this, I know he's not coming He coming from the Big Ten and it's not Juco, but Damian Lewis was the guy who came Same and was supposed thing, to yeah. just be dealt. He was supposed to just be dealt, but because of some other things, he ended up having to be called upon to play a bigger role in – more than held his own in that role, and you know, ended mm-hmm. up becoming a, a NF, high quality NFL uh, player. So, I'm not saying that's what is going to be a big time part with, of that. Uh, Joe Moore Award winning uh, yeah, offensive definitely, line, definitely. And I'm not, um, I know I'm not trying to say that you know, this guy right here will end up becoming a starter and you know, becoming an NFL draft pick like Daniel. I'm just saying, this is the type of player that you need to have as far as depth and experience in your offensive line room, if you're going to be that championship caliber type of team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So before we get started this spring, uh, there are several players that are out um, this spring uh, due to, to injuries. Um, Looks like uh, Mason Taylor, 
uh, Armani Godwin, uh, Goodwin, I'm sorry, uh, Charles Turner, uh, Makai Wingo, um, Deuce Chestnut, um, uh, the the West Virginia uh, D line transfer uh, Jordan Jefferson and um, Aaron Anderson. So, which one is the most concerning to you? Um, it's not really concerning. Or any of them concerning? Um, I, I want to see Charles Turner. Um, but here here's the caveat to that. I want to see Charles Turner back at healthy center. as you know if he's at center. Uh, just simply to to get that, you know, saying make sure, you know, saying work out any kinks or whatever. Because honestly, uh, against <clears throat> excuse me, against Florida State, that have that that center exchange, centers quarterback yeah. exchange, um, stalled a drive or two mm-hmm. um, against Florida State. Uh, not blaming the whole game on that, but I'm just yeah, saying yeah, contribute. Uh, so I would I if he's not because I've heard that there's some other people who people who they have looked at to possibly be uh, starting center. Um, so it's good for them to get an opportunity. But if I can get him more reps, you know, because he he played, he was a dog at times. Yeah. You so, know? You, so you basically just want more chemistry and continuity with the center and quarterback. Bingo. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um. I can I can agree with that. I um I really don't know if I uh, if any of them are kind of that big of a deal to me. I kind of agree with you on the Charles Turner one, but just to go a different route, I'll go with Aaron Anderson. Mm, okay. Um, he didn't play last year. That's um, true. That's true. So he doesn't have the experience that pretty much every other transfer we got has. And he's probably, with Booty leaving, going to have a bigger role to fill. And him and JD need as much chemistry in that, you know, RPO slant game and some of those things like we saw JD and Booty kind of struggle with because they didn't have the summer and spring to, you know what I mean, get those reps together. So, um, that's for that reason I kind of go Aaron Anderson, but I I think Charles Turner would be more concerning, mm-hmm. uh, just because of how much depth you have at the receiver position versus the offensive line room. But I, I don't want to, you know, you know, just to be different. Right. I, I'll go Aaron Anderson. I, I, I do say uh my now second to that um as kind of a tie Mason Taylor and Armani Goodwin uh, for two different reasons uh, Taylor. Depth. Right now, we know we have help coming in. I don't think they're on campus yet. So, um, none of them on campus. I, I think I know maybe one, one of them. them. I one, know you, Mac Markaway on campus. Yeah, I, I think he's on campus, but I don't think, and uh, Pimpton Pimpton not on campus? I'm not sure. I'm not uh, sure. But yeah, either way, case, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. that's the case. That might be. But yeah. I thought we had, I thought we had two freshmen on campus, and I, I was gonna say that because that gave them more reps. So I'm okay with. Yeah, that. yeah, it gives them more yeah. reps. I it's just you know it's in the depth piece, and that's yeah. that's it for that. Now for Armani got a good one. Um, he got hurt his freshman season. He got hurt last year, and it's been that hamstring. Um, I just want him to rest. I I, I, I want him to rest, but it, but and I'm I'm just concerned. I want him to see him on the field. He's a he's a difference. If people talk about John Emery. Good one is that's 
in in the same kind of mold, in my opinion. Um, John Emery just John Emery has more of the athletic side of it. But yeah, I think they, they, they they're is, different. They do it differently, but they're both explosive. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm just if he can bounce back, man, and get healthy, I'm good with it. But I'm more concerned. I just want him to be healthy. Period. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I am. And because you got such a deep running back room. Mm-hmm. You got enough depth to kind of handle the load in the spring to give everybody reps and, you know what I mean, and still be able to chance to keep everybody fresh and allow a good one to just worry about healing up and resting up and being 100% for the season. All right. Um, now, let's move on to something else, man. Uh, permanent SEC opponents, man. We've talked about this. Um I'm not gonna say ad nauseum, but we talked about this a lot. Um, we speculated what it was it gonna be the pod, who would be in our pod with us. Um, was it gonna be you know just the 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 three and six and who would be our three? Now it's been a lot of speculation and a lot, I think it's confirmed rumors. Um Alabama, Ole Miss, Texas AM. So I got a question. I got an answer. The pods are technically out, right? Technically, yes. But this is basically the same thing as a pod without splitting everybody up into four different divisions. Yeah. Because you're still playing the same three teams every year and yep. the other three, other six are rotating. Yep. So, um, but I think that what makes this different is you're not rotating. Um, with, you're not getting the same, same rotation. As other, as yeah. Other people. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not just the rotation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, Alabama not going to play the same other teams we're going to play just because right. they would be in our pod or whatever. I'm with you. But in, in, a, in a way, it's sort of the same because you're playing the same three teams. Uh, but I figured it was going to be something like this. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have swapped Bama with Florida because I feel like that's more of a rival. I wish they would have swapped Texas in. Then with Florida, the SEC. Oh, is, that, that would have been cool too. That, SEC but, is trying to force this Texas AM yeah, to be a rival with LSU. But I feel like the Bama thing is the same way though, kind of. Because if, if Saban wouldn't have went there, it wouldn't really been a rival. You know what I mean? That's really and that kind of started think, the whole thing. Yeah, I think the competition because it's typically being um LSU versus uh Alabama, the winner kind of take all, at least the West. Uh, for the most part, um, I I kind of understand. I, I think Alabama is a rivalry. I think that that kind of happened a little bit more natural. Like I said, the Texas A and M thing is and uh, Ole Miss. Yeah. Ole Miss is a, is no. I I've yeah, heard Ole nobody. Miss, yeah. Ole, yeah. Ole, Ole Miss, Miss is cool. a rivalry. Yeah, but, but I think I, see the to me the Texas A and M thing. Why I admit it was sort of fabricated and trying to be fabricated by SEC. Like the overtime game, the punts thrown, you know what I mean? Like some of that kind of act, act like this year when they beat us with their worst team, you know what I mean? Like some of that kind of makes it – that's some of that stuff is how rivalries are organically made. You yeah. know what I mean? But at the same time, like them moving them – SEC moving the game to rivalry week on the – like all that's fabricated. Yeah. Just like – the SEC putting a bye week before LSU Alabama every year was fabricated by the SEC to make that game build up. And so I just feel like 
I mean, yeah, we played we played Mississippi State for a long time too. Are they a rival? You know what I mean? Like just because we played them a bunch doesn't necessarily mean they're a rival. But what I'm saying was, until Nick Saban got the LSU fans didn't look at Alabama as a true rival. They were just an SEC West opponent. I, I mean, I understand what you say. I, I, I get it. I, I personally just, and it might, it might just be me because you I'm live from, in Alabama. Yeah, too. and that's that, that's, that might be why I look at it like, like that. I understand the Bama one, but I. He, but here's my thing, and, and, and I think we can agree on this. I don't like Bama. I don't like Bama fans. I hate Florida. I agree. That's why I want to play them every year. And I, I think you, part of me wants to would rather swap Florida with Bama because I know Texas and there would be an easier dub every year. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that, the Florida thing. I, I just don't. I want to see Florida more. I don't want it to be every, every two or three years. years. Yeah, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Julian said, "What about Auburn, man? Uh, listen, there's uh, some crazy games, but I don't really care. I don't really have no hatred for them." Like, I root for Auburn more than I root for any team in the SEC. Almost, almost went to Auburn. I, I, told, I, I told you that story. I almost went. Nah, I got we'll accepted and everything. We'll talk about it. But I, I, That's I part of the reason I, I don't like Auburn. Yeah, but I feel like I root for them more than I root for a lot of teams in the SEC West. I, it feel like. I guess because a lot of people from the crib went to Auburn, hmm. like Will Height, and we got some two or three kids from there now who are Auburn, but I don't really feel like that's kind of, you know, a rivalry. But Florida, bro, the first time I ever saw an LSU game live on TV, Florida waxed us. The first game I went to in person was 2003 season when we lost to Florida 19-7. I was at that game. First game I ever went to a Tiger Stadium. Yeah, pissed me off. And then you got all the stuff with the the hurricane moving the game and – the Mike the Tiger skeleton and the shoe throw and oh, yeah. the Brad Wing run, you know what I'm saying, with the touchdown. You got so much in that. Like, I don't know how you, the SEC decided, like, nah, we're going to get rid of this every year. Yeah. I, 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 I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Let me ask Did you this. Did you see Texas? Did you see Texas? They got such an easy one. They got Texas, they got Oklahoma, um, Texas A&M, and Arkansas, right? They got who they wanted to get. Pretty much. Um, let me ask you this. If this could have been four teams and rotate five. Yeah. Florida. Did you keep the uh, same, other three the same? I don't really care about the rest. I just want Florida every year. Yeah. I don't care who the other ones are. Just give me Florida every year, bro. All right. All right. I agree on that. I, I mean, I really, I really like the Bama game. I get playing it every year, but I kind of feel like if we if we played it like like especially if I right, if they do the SEC championship game where the top two teams play, I would love to play Bama in the SEC championship game mm. instead of playing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. to play them every year, and we had to play a chance to play them in the SEC championship game instead. Like you know what I mean? Like so. That's part of the reason why I don't want Bama as a permanent opponent. Just let us have to play, like we just had to see him in Atlanta if we want to. But if, yeah. I'm cool with it being Alabama, Ole Miss, Florida, and I really don't care for the Texas and them mess though. But give me Arkansas. I like to keep that little Golden Boot thing. 
No pun intended. Uh, Dave, Ooh, Tennessee. Dave Irvin said he would like Florida, Georgia, Bama, mm. and Tennessee. That's um, interesting. That is very interesting. That's a gauntlet, but that's interesting. That boy is a glutton for punishment. He he, they. Yeah, right. I bet they the type of person he like. He like him. He can get up and fix me some cereal. <laughs> it's time to wake but, up. All right, so the, all right, can we talk about how Alabama is mad that they're permanent opponents? Hold on, hold on. I do want to get. Oh, oh I didn't see. I didn't see. Paul yeah, Paul Sub said his personal four will be Alabama, Florida, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. I like that. I'm with. That's, yeah, I'm with. Same as me. I'm with it. All right. Yeah, tell me about Alabama and they crying. All right, so the Saban crying because he got to play Auburn, Tennessee, LSU every year. Let me ask you this, Pooh. Yep. So, I don't know, for the past 20 years, or say, I don't know, maybe 30 mm-hmm. years, has uh, who been on Alabama's schedule? Um, them same three teams. Oh, okay. Why all of a sudden is it a problem? Uh, because those – Three teams have improved. Hmm. See, Tennessee showed they ain't scared no more. They gave you a competition. Hmm. They gave you a run for your money. Two they years finally ago. beat you. They finally they beat, beat you last year. Yeah, but you know, Arbor you know just hired. Arbor just hired the coach who was who had yeah, big, you figured you yeah. out, and and was yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I, I I find this very interesting too. Um, you could argue Auburn has had the toughest schedule. In college football for the past 15, 20 years. Because they had to play Georgia, LSU, and Alabama every year. Yeah. No complaints from Alabama then. You know, of course not. But then when the shoe on the other foot, it's a problem. But so the SEC was uh, like, and hey, t- Tennessee too. Because if you yeah, look at Tennessee, yeah, it's had to play yeah, but, yeah, Florida, but, Georgia, yeah, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, for, yeah, I'm sorry, Florida, yeah. Georgia, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, so Florida, yeah, Florida you know Georgia. Yeah, Florida, Georgia. And Bama, and Bama but yeah. that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, but but you could argue the SC West was, has been a tougher side. So Auburn got to play everybody in the West mm-hmm. and then Georgia out the East. Oh, yeah. And so just like LSU, we got the the other hard team out the way. So you ain't you ain't tripping whenever your rivals got a tough schedule. But when you got one, it's a problem. But I like what the SEC did. That was like, hey, Auburn, I know you got to play Georgia and Bama. So we're going to give you Vanderbilt. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, shout out to them for not for not making them have to play like LSU or somebody like that as they other game. Yeah, that that would been uh definitely brutal for them. That would have been um, gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I saw an interesting stat. What you got? What you got? Last time the Saints used a first or second round pick on a quarterback. Oh, I know, I know. Archie. Manny, yeah, and the next time they're gonna do it, the next time they're gonna do it is gonna be 2026 whenever they draft (laughs) his grandson, Arch. Man, they please don't. (laughs) Man, I I, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. It's too poetic, bro. Yeah, it's right. Um, (laughs) they might, uh, well, no, um, 920. See what's gonna happen 2025, the Saints gonna get a new coaching style. They're going to improve. Yeah. They're not going to be in the top ten uh, in draft picks, and Arch is going to go to somewhere, uh, somewhere else. All right, that's cool. We'll get uh, 
the Saints gonna draft Henry Hooker. Henry Hooker gonna follow up behind Derek Carr. Yeah. No, I'm just off. I'm just now, in twenty twenty six, the Saints gonna draft uh Ricky Collins. <laughs> Never mind, we know that ain't gonna happen. He an LSU player. Yeah. Quick question for you. Um with that being said, the Saints signed Derek Carr. Um mm-hmm. Do you even try big to money, big money? Do you even try to get a quarterback in this? Because you're not gonna do it in the first round. It makes no sense to. Do you try to pick up one in the second round and develop nope. under behind car? Nope. I wouldn't draft the quarterback at, until the third round at the earliest. Uh you got too many holes on this team, man. Mm-hmm. You need defensive line help. Bad. Multiple positions. You need a running back, arguably a tight end, arguably DB help, arguably offensive line help. Then you need a quarterback. Now you solved your quarterback problem, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, I think you can wait till like the fourth round or whatever and see what's what's there. If Henry Hooker falls to the third round for some ungodforsaken reason, sure, run up to the podium and draft Henry Hooker in the third round. But you don't have to try to reach for him in the second or try to draft like a Jake Hayner in the fourth or something like you know what I mean? Like if it ain't there, don't try to get one. But if some if it fall to you and it's cool, get yeah. But I feel like you got a lot more other needs to worry about other than quarterback now that you got car. Yeah. Um their car. We're gonna we're gonna get to that. I, I'm gonna ask a question though. Um, Daniel Jones also got paid. Uh, we saw last year that Christian Kirk pretty much messed up the market for uh wide receivers. He not necessarily messed it up, meaning yeah, he reset it. He yeah, reset basically. So um the price, you know what I'm saying? The price for wide receivers went up significantly mm-hmm. thanks to uh Jacksonville's mm-hmm. um generosity to Christian mm-hmm. Kirk. Um Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Did he just mess it up and reset the clock for uh or reset the, the the price of the bag for quarterbacks? You could argue Jared Goff did. Mm. Um I know Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl, but if you want to talk about like level of play. And what, like, where they're ranked as far as, you know, and like what tier they're in or whatever. I feel like when Jared Goff got his contract, that kind of really did it. Um, I think he got like 145 million or something like that. So I feel like that's kind of, and then after that, it's just kind of been like, oh, you get five million more, you get five, you know what I mean? And then yeah. now we're up to 160, but. I think that's kind of where it's, if I look back, I think that's where it was. Um, but this could be, I mean, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm licking my lips, right? Like, I mean, you got Daniel Jones getting 40 million a year, Derek Carr getting 37 and a half a year. Like, I got to at least get 45, right? Like, I mean. So here's the, I'm glad you said that. Um, the Ravens are placing a uh, non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson uh, that's worth 32.41 mil. Um, 
as you say, I now if this had been maybe a year, year and a half ago, I'm like, man, get your money. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Take that. But um, he's asked for more. Actually, he's asked what he asked for was significantly less than what other quarterbacks have gotten. Um, but he seems to the Ravens seems to have said basically called his bluff and said, All right, if you can get it from somebody else, get it, but they're gonna have to pay us. Yeah, um I see this from both sides. I um I see it from the Ravens standpoint of obviously you don't like the number we're giving you, so we're gonna take our chances and we're gonna take our chances and see if you're gonna get what you think you're gonna get on the open market. And if you do get what you think you're gonna get, then we'll just get two first round picks out of the deal. And if you don't get what you think you're gonna get, and you agree to that, well then we're just gonna match it and bring you back as long as you know it's not what more than what you know we want or whatever. So either way it goes, they kind of win out of the deal. But I think I think Deshaun Watson messed it up for Lamar Jackson. Okay, I I, I understand what you're saying. Elaborate though for 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 the audience. because I um Deshaun Watson's contract is outrageous of and the fact that how much guaranteed money it is um and the caliber of player he is, plus the off-the-field issues. Um, it was a desperate Cleveland Browns team doing whatever that they had to do to end up getting Deshaun Watson, so they severely overpaid for him. And I think Lamar is a victim of the owners and general managers not wanting Lamar uh, Deshaun Watson type of contract to become the new norm. Uh, I feel like they don't want $200 million fully guaranteed deals. And so I think I think because of what Cleveland did and grossly overpaying for Deshaun Watson, I think it's going that kind of was the panic button. Like that made all the general managers only hit the panic button. Like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is getting out. Like, this is going too far now. We, so we got to rein this back in now. And I feel like Lamar probably would have got, you know, 180 guaranteed or something like that. You know what I mean? Like something closer to what he probably wants if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson. I mean, Deshaun Watson getting that ridiculous deal from Cleveland. Yeah. Um, What's good, Nick? But Nick brings up a good point. He said his problem with it is that multiple uh, multiple QB um, or multiple teams need a QB like Washington, and they say they out on Jackson. Um, which sounds kind of fishy. And then he says, so you, what I'm saying is collusion. No, I'm not saying it's collusion. Collusion would be all the general managers calling each other and saying, hey, let's not, we're not going to sign him because we don't want this to happen. I think all of them came to this conclusion by themselves because whenever the Deshaun Watson got this contract, you had analysts and people like that coming out saying, Man, this is going to be crazy. What this is about to do to the quarterback market. You know, they started saying, what about Joe Burrow? What about Lamar Jackson? You know what I mean? They started throwing names out like that as soon as this deal was through because they knew what it was going to do to the market. 
And so I think if they realized it and fans realized it, then obviously owners and general managers realized what this contract was going to do to the market. And this is just their way of trying to rein the market back to their side. And I don't think it's necessarily they all calling each other up saying, hey, let's do it. I think it's just them all coming to their own separate conclusions. And I don't agree that all of those teams are completely out of it. I think right. it's smart negotiation to say you're out of it when you're really not out of it. You know what I mean? Like, why would you come out and openly be like, yeah, we're going to go for them? That just makes absolutely no sense. You're just asking for a bit more. So I believe half of those teams are actually going to be, you know, interested and they're going to try to contact him and, and try to do some type of meetup negotiation or whatever, visit or whatever the case may be. But it's just smart negotiation to say that you're not interested so you could try to drive his price down. Yeah. Um, several players. Um, when I At the time when we were doing the notes, J.J. Watt, Tyron Matthew, RG3, um, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman also came out uh, basically showing support for Lamar um, and kind of saying, echoing what Nick said, what we're saying. Um, I'm surprised. Basically, this is what they're, they're, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm surprised you have a MVP, an NFL MVP still in his prime that is basically on the market and all you have to do is just, you know, pay him and the team can match, the Ravens can match, but nobody's even biting. And I get what you're saying that, hey, this could be, you know, some tactics to try to drive down the price. Um, but it is, it's, it's, it's aggravating to me. Some, some, and I can kind of go back to the, the Airbnb conversation. It's, it's angry, it's angry, it's upsetting to me to see somebody who has, I mean, done a lot with a little. Let's be real. He hadn't necessarily had always had excellent wide receivers or you know or or a team built to around him to help him get to where he needs to be they've had great defense they've had some running backs and they've had a piece or two but you've got somebody who's who can take you i feel like who can take you there and you sitting on them like you know saying you asking for too much and we see less qualified getting paid yeah, I mean, all right, I don't disagree. However, I don't know what was offered to Lamar, right? Mm -hmm. all, I all I have to go off of is what the reports were. And the reports were he was offered way more than $40 million. Now, what the guarantee was and all that, I have no idea. And then probably if I'm – Making, I'm, I am making assumptions, so mm -hmm. that would be my assumption would be the guaranteed money ain't where he wants it to be. But part of it is other teams aren't going to view Lamar in the same way that the Ravens would. For one, because they, to a certain extent, would have to kind of change what they do offensively to fit Lamar, to, let, to allow Lamar to do what he does best. Um, and right or wrong, they're going to use that to lower his value. The fact that he gets injured a lot is also going to hurt his value, even though I feel like he wasn't all the way hurt this year. Um, I think he kind of was 
kind of business-wise, you know, making sure he was 100% healthy for next season. But I just feel like we had to be careful with making everything like a race situation mm-hmm. uh, because, like, Geno Smith just got $35 million a year. Like, people could say he wouldn't work that based off him only having one good season. You know what I mean? So I feel like we can't yeah. always throw race into it. But mm-hmm. I do but I do agree that the treatment Lamar getting is fishy to me. But I feel like it's not necessarily Lamar. It's the situation of him being the next quarterback up in the situation where this market is basically in 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 like limbo right now. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like Joe Burrow is probably gonna go through the same thing next year. Or it's gonna be Nick crazy. You know what I mean? Or like when Justin Herbert come up. You know what I mean? I feel like we're gonna have these same conversations in a couple years whenever those guys need to get paid. So I just feel like it's not necessarily Lamar. It's just the fact that he was next in line. I understand that. And that's understandable. That's And the um, fact that he's his own agent. You know what I mean? Like that that's and and like when you're in negotiations, right? And Normally, it's them talking to your agent about this kind of stuff, and you on vacation or whatever, right? And they're telling the, your agent why you don't need to get this money you think you need to get, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they're telling your agent, you don't really know what they're saying. Your agent just coming in like, hey, uh, they said, no, you know what I mean? They, they only want to give you this. But whenever they telling you, oh, well, you're not that good at that. You know what I'm saying? You need to get better at that. You know, and that's when niggas start getting personal. You know what I mean? And you might start looking like, man, I want to go somewhere else, so I ain't even going to take that deal. You know what I mean? Like, and stuff like that. So I feel like, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying Lamar's situation is different for a variable, bunch of different variables. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like we got to make sure we take all that in consideration. And when when I say it, I wasn't necessarily saying race, but I was saying oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The enemy of saying well, yeah, he didn't I, deserve. And yeah, I'm not talking about you, but I've seen other yeah. people say, you know, because Daniel Derek Carr and Daniel Jones got paid, and Lamar hasn't. That it's that situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Julian says. Tua next year, the Dolphins decline his fifth year option. Uh, yeah, his, 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 I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold my breath on that. I mean, he, he's talented, but um, that 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 concussion. So, if you're is, Lamar, did you play under the franchise tag for a year and go to Miami? It'll be something to think about. He'll be a free uh, free agent, won't it? Yeah, they could tag him again, but then he'll get paid a lot more. A lot more. So. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it's works. I feel like one of those teams who said, like, could you imagine him and Eric Bieniemy in Washington? Like, I feel like there's some teams who saying they're not interested, but they really interested. Dog. Listen, and we if, just gotta let this play out. If 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 the Commanders could get Lamar Jackson and get him pairing with Eric Bieniemy under Ron Rivera, they got weapons over there. They just need a quarterback. And I say this too, though. Like, if I'm not mistaken, uh, um, the the commanders gave uh, gave the uh, Philly the two of their toughest games. I know they they gave them their first yeah. loss. So, 
But in the silver and black, now nah, him and Josh McDaniels would be clash. Oh, that would be terrible. But like I could see him with the Jets if they don't land Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like so, I feel like there's teams who would be interested. We just got to see some. Atlanta has out. been thrown out there too. I don't think Atlanta. I don't. But like, I feel like they. He'd be to good in Atlanta, but I don't. Uh, he'd be he. Vic been gone for I don't know how long. They'll be they'll be saying he Vic. Vic 2.0 yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. No. I'm good. Pass me on that. I feel but, like they they just drafted Ritter. I feel like they're going to give him a year to see what they got with him. Yeah, they just got year. rid of Mariota too. So. Yeah, for, I think for that reason. <laughs> Julie says, please let me dream. <laughs> Y'all go nope. get Jimmy G, man. Yeah. Um, Basketball. Um, LSU men. LSU men. Um, in about 13 minutes, we'll be taking on Georgia um, in the SEC tournament opening round. Barring a miracle, um, yeah, LSU is pretty much um, – um, I don't know. season, K.J. Williams. The best season no one will ever remember probably. And I mean, it's I hate it for him, but you know, lack of team success is going to make this one kind of forgettable. Yeah. But I mean, he just—it shouldn't be. You know, what I mean, if you if just from a number standpoint of what he was able to do for this team, this should be one of the seasons that goes down as like you know one of the best seasons, but individual seasons, you know what I mean, that we've seen in a while. Um, you know, second team All SEC, even on a team that only won two conference games. You mm. gotta put up numbers for that to happen. You know right. what I'm saying? So I kinda hate it for him that it's gonna be overshadowed and kind of forgotten in a way because this was such a forgettable season in so many ways. But, you know, I still think we deserve to kind of tip our hat to him for a hell of a season and you know a, 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 a way to a way to individually end your career, maybe not just a team success, but he definitely had the individual success. To end his career, yeah. Um, LSU women, um, now projected as a three seed, dropped to number nine in the polls. That's about right. Um, I think they're a victim of their non conference play, and whenever you don't play the no tougher teams, and I mean, you had one. One game versus top what top ten, top five opponent in, in South Carolina and you got blown out. And then you uh, you don't really like Tennessee was your next toughest game. So and you lost and you split with them. So I mean I feel like you gotta play more Stanford, Iowa, you know, Yukon, but even Baylor, you know what I'm saying, type teams in a non conference to get your your strength of schedule up, get your respectability level up. Uh, I mean, not saying that you no know, LSU isn't a respectable program, but you yeah. know, you get more credit. You get more credibility whenever you're constantly playing the top or echelon team, and not just playing a bunch of mid majors and stuff like that in non-conference. So um, I think Kim obviously knows what she's doing, and I feel like in the future we'll see the schedule get tougher. But I think what she, she's building a program right now, and you don't. You know, you don't go take this team and go play UConn in stores. You know what I mean? Like, they're not ready for that. So, I think she she knew what she was doing. But because of that, um, 
But because of that, you know, it's going to hurt them come tournament time. That's why we saw them at, at the two seed for the longest, even though they were the number two team in the country. Mm-hmm. And now we see them lose one game and fall from number three in the country to number nine, and they're a three seed now. So I will say I feel like they're going to be able to beat probably if they if they're a nine seed. I feel like they could beat six of the uh, of the eight teams in front of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On any given night, just a couple that that they're going to give them problems no matter what. Yeah. All right. You ready to talk no, about this? No, no, sure. I don't care, man. Uh, I give up at this point, bro. Zion um, says Zion is uh, a well. A report came out today. He says Zion is not close to returning. Uh, but then I saw another report that actually came from the Pales. Uh, said that he's um, healing faster than two weeks away. Expected, and they'll reevaluate in two weeks. I didn't say it once, I said it a thousand times. It's obviously something's wrong with the medical staff in New Orleans for both both franchises. Michael Thomas has setbacks and everybody else has setbacks you know, for the Saints. Zion had setback, Brandon Ingram had a setback. So I'm over it, bro. When he plays, great. If he doesn't play, great. I don't really I'm sick of it, bro. Yeah, I'm sick I, of it. I'm I'm not a as a as a, I'm not a Pels fan. I mean, it's it's not, you know, none against them. Um, this is what bothers me. The Pels had, um, they had a lot of momentum coming into the season with the way last season ended mm-hmm. and the way they started this year. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this just set the Pels back, um, if not one, maybe two years. Um, just simply because um, you got contracts you got to start worrying about. Um, you've got um, your role players have it. This is going to sound bad, but it's the nature of the business. You got role players who are stepping up into starting roles and have now created, you know, identity for themselves or have played better and they're going to want a little bit more money. Um, Most of our role players on the contract, though. That is, that I will say that. Okay, but I do, I do agree that it set us back a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you, you only play, at the trade deadline this year, you had only seen ten games with your starting five together, so you didn't know what you had, and because of that, you kind of sat on what you had and was like, well, let's see what we have. And you didn't really make a move. And now you're kind of getting passed up by teams that did make a move. And you still don't have all your pieces. So because you can't stay healthy, because we haven't seen this team really at their full capacity, we don't really know what they can do. And so because of that, you've kind of lost another season. And, you know, I mean, I can't say it's completely lost yet, but it's going that way of another season lost, trying to see what you have with this core team. So – I mean, I kind of agree with you. This this seems like a lost season at this point. I mean, Zion can come back in two weeks for a playoff push, and you can win a playoff series, and, you know, that could kind of salvage it to a certain extent, but it still would be a disappointment to a lot of people because you were the number one seed at one point. You know what I mean? And being going from the number one seed to right now being tense, fighting to stay in the play-in tournament, 
and settling for, you know, a playoff win, I, I feel like you salvage it, but that's still kind of disappointing. And I know Nick said we got a rivalry, but they traded Jay Crowder, so I really don't hate them no more. So, I, you know, I just hated Jay Crowder, honestly. Um, and him and uh and Ice Age, but Ice Age still there, but honestly, it's just Jay Crowder. But, um, but yeah, man. As a Cameron Payne. Fan, that's yeah. what you call it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and as a... Uh, Oh, man. As a Pelicans fan, though, right now it's just frustrating because it's saying like, okay, we had B.I. got hurt. Zion was carrying us for a little while. It was C.J. You know, and then Zion gets hurt. Okay. You know, he'll be out for a little while. B.I. comes back. Okay, Zion finna come back. Oh, no, nah, not two more weeks. Like, it's saying like we can never get everybody back together all on the same. And now, but see that thing. Like, Larry Nance been out with injuries. Balanchuna has been out with injuries. You know, man, we've had so many other guys out with injuries that when you don't have a big piece like Zion losing a Larry Nance or a Valentina, it just hurts you that much more. But I think we'll be all right, man. We need we need Nick's uh, son to knock off OKC tonight, and we got to hold on against Dallas. So that's why I'll keep checking my phone. Man. We we up four with twenty four seconds, so we'll yeah. see. But yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. But uh, that's it, man. That's all we got for tonight, man. Uh, you got anything else before we get up out of there? Um, no, I do not. State championships this weekend, basketball though. So we'll see what uh, who can bring it home in Louisiana. I might recap it this. We'll we'll see. Yeah. See y'all Sunday though. All right, we'll be back Sunday with another episode of the Golden Boot. Like that, we out. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. Golden! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.